So welcome to the Mal and Johnny Show. And today's programme, we've got award-winning writers David Braley and James Hook. Their latest book has just been published and their previous book has won the Daily Telegraph Children's Sports Book of the Year. I'm pleased to welcome to the Mal and Johnny Show, David and James, welcome to you both. Hey, Mal, thanks for having us. Yeah, now then, let's, you, yeah, let's, get, yeah, let's get back to the beginning of it. James, you're a rugby player, not a writer. When did this idea <laughs> come to you about writing a book? It's a funny one, really. I, I was um, as well as playing in Gloucester. Um, my my eldest boy Harrison. He, there was a book fair after school, um, and he, he's rugby mad just like I was when I was his, his age. And um, yeah, he wanted to go in, into the book fair, get a rugby book. I thought it'd just be run of the mill thing, pick a book up, and that'd be that. But there was there was all sorts of um, you know football stories. There were a few rugby factual books or you know histories of uh, previous World Cups and things like that. But Nothing for for children as as they were in football. So I sort of I had the idea, but as you know, I'm, I'm not a writer. Dave's a writer, so I didn't really do anything about it for for for, for about a year or so. And then it, it was a Wednesday, actually Wednesday morning. I had a day off, and I thought of you, Mal. I thought uh, Mal must have some contacts. I, I got to do something about this idea. And uh, like I say, I gave you a ring, and you introduced me to Dave, and. The rest is history, as I say. That's amazing, isn't it? Uh, right then, Dave, let's get your background. Uh, we come from the same part of the world, uh, from from Brynhavrid in Swansea. Uh, when when did you become a, a full-time writer? Well, um, to be honest, I did 30 years in local government, and um, that was me. That was my, my career, really. Um, but in 2008, whilst working uh, for the council, my childhood friend, Tony Cotty, uh, who'd played cricket for Glamorgan, uh, football for Swansea City. He retired playing from cricket uh, with Sussex, uh, as he ended up with. And we talked a, a while before, actually, about because he sort of included me in his sporting life, if, if you know what I mean. So I knew all about his great stories and the, the people he played with, like Viv Richards and so on. And then he just came around the house here one day and he said, look, you've been on about a book for a couple of years. I've finished now. Maybe we should do it. Um, and then he said, I want you to write it. Well, I think the only thing I'd written before was uh, part of a housing benefit claim form when I was working for the council. <laughs> so it was, I was a little bit nervous. And um, it was one of those moments, I think, it's, it's you wish for something and someone says, well, go on then. Um, and then you, you had to do it. And, and if I'm being honest, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, but I, I kind of based it all on books that I'd read. So um, I've been a, you know, a, a sports book reader since I was eight or nine, really. And I just found that um, you kind of get into the habit of knowing what good books tell stories like. And, and more importantly, they're not so good books. So we just decided to be completely honest about Tony's life and career. Uh, lots of humour. Um, and then we got it published, which I thought would be the end of it for me, really. Um, but then that just opened up so many avenues initially with the council, uh, going into schools, to talk about the book with um, on, on their behalf. And, and then I did a project that Ashley Williams got involved with uh, at, at a local school here in Swansea, kept his phone number. Swans get promoted at Reading. I'm still working for the council at this time. So I, I text Ash and rather cheekily said, I've got a, a book idea. Um, and then suggested that we um, we did a, a diary of the Swans' first ever season in the Premier League from his perspective. And that's probably the moment, really, where everything really took off, because obviously the, pr the profile of the Premier League is so big. And um, and as James says, the rest is history, really. I, I developed my writing, and I think it was 2017 where I took the step to leave full-paid employment and uh, and go out on my own sort of thing, and then... I think the year after that, you introduced me to James and 
and that's why I'm talking to you this morning. Yeah. Did, did you do any any seminars, any writing uh, uh, classes and things? Because I know when I wrote my book, I, 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 everybody's got a story in them, but I think yeah. you need the, the guidance to know where to go with it. And that. So I did a couple of uh, you know seminars with different writers and, and, and learned a lot of tips. So did you do the same thing, or did you just pick no. it up from... No. Yeah, it's quite strange, Johnny, really, because I go into schools now and, and sort of deliver those sessions. And mm. the way I sort of did it, I, I suppose I had a, um, I won't say talent, but a, it came easier to me then, I suppose. And then I, well, as I said earlier... <laughs> it is a talent. Hold on a second. You, you're, you, you boys are award-winning writers, so I think you can call it, officially call it a talent. Don't be too pronounced now. It's a talent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Um, but no, and, and I... I go into schools and I preach them now about reading because I know that reading put me here. Uh, I think there is definitely a a place for people who necessarily wouldn't uh, be natural writers to go and understand, uh, you know, how you set plot and place and write about characters and so on. But for me, I guess it's the way I've read so many books. It just sort of came naturally and... uh, and I build on it from there. I read every day still, you know. I, I try and take tips from yeah. all sorts of writers. I read a lot of children's books now for obvious reasons. And it's almost like just training your brain to understand how to tell flowing stories. And, and you know what it's like, Johnny. You, you're a great storyteller yourself. And I think if you're comfortable talking and telling jokes yeah, and stories, yeah, yeah. then that's quite easy then to put into, into words on paper. Mm. We, we, like you, yeah. I used to read a hell of a lot as a kid, you know, because we didn't mm. have te- as much TV, obviously, but I used to read and read and read, and I'd read the same books over and over. And sometimes I'd get my old kids' books out and read them, and they were very good because they didn't talk down to kids. Mm. Yes. You know, it was yeah. proper sentences. And I remember yeah. I was reading something called The Secret Seven when I was about seven, and there was words in it like secret society. Would you ask a seven-year-old today what that is? I wouldn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Because I think you, you, you get educated, as you say, by reading other books. Mm. Yeah. James, were you, yeah. were you a big reader when you were... Obviously, rugby has been your whole life, but did you read much growing up? Yeah, I read a lot of uh, football stories in school, and but you know, I, I was—I wouldn't say I was a huge reader. I read all, all the Mister Men books. I don't know if they count. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> they do, they do. Yeah, but uh, to, to be honest, I wasn't a huge reader, you know, and, and probably one of the reasons for my idea. I think if there was if there was rug, a lot more rugby books back in the day. I probably would have read a lot more as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, J- David, I suppose when when I introduced him to James, you thought he, he wanted another you know biography, I suppose, because he'd done that mm. before. Um, were you a bit shocked with his his idea? Because it is quite revolutionary in the world of, of a children's sports book, a rugby children's sports book. Oh, 100 percent. And I remember turning up at the heist uh, with yourself, and and obviously I'd never met James before. He was very much uh, a hero to everyone in Wales. Let's be honest. So I was a bit nervous about what the meeting was going to be like anyway. Um, and I took with me, James, if you remember, about six or seven examples of children's books. But I also brought Ashley's book and Tony's book because I didn't really know what we were going to talk about. Um, but I think the best thing from my perspective was that Champion of Champions, my first children's book, had only been out for less than six months, really. So I was working very hard to, to sort of promote that, get that out there. I was doing lots of sessions in schools with that. And it was the perfect timing to move into kind of book two, if you like, which was then book one that we did with James. So um, once I understood, and this sounds a bit corny, but really within 20 minutes of talking to James, I understood exactly what what the project was going to be about. And um, once that was done, uh, we got on like a house on fire. I remember uh, driving home, actually, before I spoke to to my wife to explain what the meeting was like. And I was so excited. And you know, when you write books, especially local books, if you like, from the Swansea area, you, you might be lucky and get a mention in the Evening Post or 
the Wales Online or whatever it might be. And I thought, well, we, we might we might have got something here. This is such a great idea. If we do this well, we might we might get something. Mm. And then, you know, a month ago to be in London to get the, the Sports Book of the Year Award for, for children's books. Um, you know, if you'd have told me that day, Mal, that was going to happen, I, I just wouldn't have believed you. But I think that's yeah. a testament again yeah. to James spotting a, a genuine gap in the market and having a real good vision on on what the book was going to be about and how we were going to tell that story. And, and then, obviously, we combined and collaborated, and mm. and there we go. No, I think if, I, if I'd have known at the time, I'd have let you buy your own coffees. Uh, so, James, <laughs> James, we haven't got 20 minutes, but tell us the idea then. How, how did you pitch, you know, like your elevator pitch to Dave, say, this is my yeah. idea for this book? A lot of my, my mates, particularly who have retired, have brought out autobiographies. And like Dave mentioned, I, I, and you said, I didn't really want to go down that route. And I wanted it to be a fictional story or a fictional series, um, but with a lot of my stories from from growing up as, as a child on the field and off the field and some elements of, of my professional playing career as well, but in the eyes of, of a, a 10, 11-year-old boy, which which is called now uh, Jimmy Joseph. So, um, you know, there's a lot of strong characters in the book. My, my grandfather and my grandparents, who, who are still with us now, 92 and 93 years <laughs> old, who were a massive influence on on my career so they feature heavily in the book um you know little things then like you know my favorite snack growing up and probably still is now is salad cream on toast so went together under the book oh, goodness me uh, <laughs> so you should try it boys you should try that yeah we will <laughs> yeah, um, yeah does that make you play rugby bet i'll, I'll take i'll try some <laughs> i think so I, i'll send that a wimpy back now part of the diet plan um it's amazing you should say that because when I wrote my last book, which is a, a fiction, I did the same thing. I used a lot of my own. It's not. It's semi-autobiographical, really. Yeah. Because you've got you, you use your own imagination, but also things that happened to you as a kid are very vibrant. You can stick them in, can't you? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like growing up, I, I was very short-sighted, so I wore glasses from the age of uh, I think it was 10, 10 years old. Um, asthmatic. So Jimmy Joseph, you know, is wears glasses. He's an asthmatic. Um, and yeah, it's just. It, when Jimmy scores some of his tries in the book, we replicate some of the tries I've scored for for Wales or, or for Neath or for the Ospreys. Yeah. So we try and get that into the book that people who probably followed my career would be able to resonate with, you know. Yeah. So, so how do you do it then, Dave? Do you do, you, do you take notes? Do you, are you you know recording things that, that James is saying? How does it work? I built really on the way I worked with Tony and, and Ashley, and it's just I suppose because I love sports so much. It's been you know if I could have been the sportsman in this uh, discussion, that would have been my chosen route. <laughs> So uh, from day one, I just had a, a real attentive detail towards anything to do with sports. So um, with the three of them, Ash, James and Tony, it was just a question of, of meeting with them as often as possible and getting to know them first, getting to understand the, the most important thing when you're writing with somebody is getting their voice. Uh, it's no good if the book, a bit like Johnny said earlier on, if, it's no good if the book uses words and phrases that James would never utter in his real life. So so getting to know someone first is the main thing. So we had lots and lots of co- uh, coffees after <laughs> after the couple you bought us uh, at the heist. Um, and once that sort of relationship is built then, it literally was just turning up um, generally once, twice a week, sitting with James, coming out with some plans and plots, you know, uh, Jimmy, what's he going to do? How old is he going to be? What's his school going to be like? And literally just making notes, very much high level. And then I'd go away then. Uh, I'd write maybe, say, two or three chapters based on the discussion we'd had that day, uh, the notes that we'd taken and understanding where the flow of the story was going to go. Then I'd email them over to James. And the next time we'd meet, James would turn up with, it was like going back to see teacher. He would turn up with uh, the chapters printed off and his red pen. Oh, and, uh, and, oh it's brilliant, though. It's brilliant because that, that was so important that 
that I didn't want to just run off and write this book in the name of someone else who had no involvement. You know, I, I probably yeah. wouldn't have done it, actually, if that had been the case. But from day one, James's role as, as you know, the, the kind of uh, the discussion about the ideas and plot and then becoming the editor before we then sent it to an editor was vital to get the right strength of the book. Mm. Um, so he, he would mark things that he liked, that he found funny, things that didn't quite work, things that, because I'm not an expert in rugby, uh, terms that I was getting slightly wrong, and then I'd go back and work on the edit and then deliver the next part. So um, it, it was an absolute joy because I got to sit with one of Wales's greatest ever rugby players and learn about rugby from, <laughs> from him. And uh, it's, it's been... As you say, we, in, in the book, book one and two, we put a lot of um, a lot of tips for, for the kids as well, where there's passing, kicking... In book two as well, we talk about um, concussion because obviously that's a, a massive issue in, yeah. in rugby at the moment. And whereas under 11s, under 12s, they wouldn't have HIA protocols and concussion protocols. You, you have a bang to the head, you come straight off. But we try and get in the book, in book two, what the senior professionals go through as a HIA protocol um, and you know, with the under 11s team, with Jimmy Joseph. Yeah, well, the new book is called Impact, so that's it's, it does what it says on the tin. You know, you, yeah. every every sort of story has a, has an arc, but you you boys don't just have one arc. How how far does this arc? How how far have you planned? Jimmy Joseph starts at what he's ten or eleven. You know, wh- wh- when the final book comes out, how how old are you going to be? One hundred and five. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. <laughs> Twenty eight. How old are you, James? Twenty eight. No. So you've got have you got the whole whole story line, lined up or arced out, as they say? Yeah, I, I think, again, this goes back to that first meeting we had. Um, you know, I, I asked James then, is, do you see this as a one-off book? And he said, not really. No, I, you know, I see this as at least taking you through to 1617, which is where uh, James's brother in real life, Mike, sort of played all the age groups for Wales and so on. Uh, and despite James having the career that he's had, he didn't, he didn't do that. He almost slipped through the net, really. So I found that really interesting to think that we could potentially plot a story of an extremely talented young rugby player taking each book in each school year. That was one of the first things we decided. So book one is year five in primary. Book two is year six. Book three will be the first year in comp and and so on. So I guess it's in the hands of the publishers, really. Um, We've got a contract for these first two books, which we've done. Uh, We're very, very hopeful, obviously, thanks to the award, I I guess, that uh, that they want to stick with it. And, And we really have been talking about going all the way through to sort of year 11, as it is now, the end of comp. Uh, if there's an appetite for it, we'll do that. But we've already sketched out the types of things that will happen to these characters without going into any detail yet. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's exciting. I mean, we've all been to school, so we all understand how our lives alter as we get a bit older and the different challenges we meet and, and so on. And um, so, yeah, that's it, really. I guess if we're lucky enough, we'll take it up to to when Jimmy's about 16. And it's helpful as well, because Harrison, as you know, Mal, my eldest boy, he's... He's Jimmy Joseph's age, really, at the yeah. moment. He's just started comprehensive, so you know I can take some some ideas off off Harrison yeah. and uh, stay, yeah. stay down with the kids, really. Do you know a tip I learned? <laughs> a tip which is very useful is it was uh, I think it was Danny Simon told me that Paul. Um, uh, what's the what's the oh the, the the same, yeah the American um, Neil, Neil Simon's Neil Simon. brother. Mm. He, he came over and did some some classes, and he, one thing he said was always put the words through the bloke's head before it comes out of their mouth. In other words, mm. make sure it's that person is saying it, because I yeah. say things different from Mal, and Mal says different So you've got to think like the person you're writing about. That was a very good tip, that. Yeah. And what yeah, you just absolutely. said, that was very good. You know, you've got your little your little kid himself, so you know what he thinks. You know, yeah. good, good, good. 
Yeah. So yeah. You, 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 the journey then. So you've got the book. Uh, you write it. Um, there aren't any other ones out there, so there's not like a, a, a guaranteed market. How, how did you how did you go about selling it? Uh, yeah, basically, I had a, a contact with an agent in London called David Luxton. Uh, he was introduced to me by Steve James, the former Glamorgan in England opener. Um, and David is just one of these approachable guys in life. He's, he's from Fishguard, even though he's been in London 30-odd years, and he's extremely well-respected in, in the, uh, the publishing uh, arena, really, certainly for sport. Um, and I just dropped him a line and, and explained, and the minute uh, he knew James was involved and, and I was able to sort of roughly plan out what we were doing, uh, he came down to meet us. And um, it was frustrating, James, wasn't it? Because he kept coming back saying, look, this is such a brilliant idea. But unfortunately, the major publishers in sport don't want to touch rugby. They only want football, um, which was a bit of a knockback and, and probably kept us out of it for about a year, really, even though the book was pretty much written by them. Um, but uh, then uh, he introduced this to Pete Burns at Polaris. And James can pick up on this because I know Pete and James got on really well because Pete played a lot of rugby. Yeah, just, well, we, we met them. We met Pete in uh, in Cardiff, Dave, wasn't it? In yeah. um, in the restaurant there, and I, th- I think as soon as we met him, I think he, he loved the idea. So I think he we we knew obviously he liked it because he wouldn't have travelled from Scotland to come and meet us in Cardiff initially. Mm-hmm. But um, as soon as we got there, we were pretty much talking about uh, books one and, and potentially two straight away. So you know, it was a fantastic meeting, and we left uh, Cardiff just uh, happy <laughs> as Larry did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How does it compare with scoring a trade and getting your publishing deal? <laughs> I, I gotta be honest, Malice, it's right up there. I think obviously finishing playing rugby, you know, obviously it's, I, I'm, I'm involved in coaching, which I'm still I'm still really enjoying. But um, you know, you don't quite get that sort of feeling when you finish like like playing uh, rugby or scoring a try. So you know, mm. to, particularly to get that award and obviously get the book contract initially was uh, was an amazing feeling and uh, you know, sort of our ne- yeah. next step in in my career really. Yeah. Okay. So the book comes out. Um... And you get nominated for this Daily Telegraph. How big? Explain to people, Dave, David, what what it means to be just be nominated for this particular award, the Daily Telegraph Sports Book, Children's Sports Book of the Year. It's it's ridiculously huge, really. And and I, again, cliche. I still can't believe it. I know James feels the same way. Uh, we had the email. I think it was in late June this year to say we were shortlisted. Um, there's two main sports book awards in Britain, the William Hill Sports Book Award and the Telegraph Sports Book Awards. Um, and the Telegraph are the only one that's got a children's uh, book within that uh, within their categories. Um, so, you know, not that we would have ever aimed for it, but once we knew that there was potential for it, you just start dreaming then, you start hoping. Uh, and they always say the hope that kills you. And I think five minutes before they announced the award, James and I were at the Oval in London. It's like a gala, like the BAFTAs, I suppose. And then they put the thing up on the screen and nominees are, and then our book was the first to be mentioned and the other seven books. And it was probably only that moment where I turned to James and smiled and thought, God, we, we didn't have a chance. Um, but, but on the night, you know, there's people like Arsene Wenger did a live link for his book. Um, Tyson Fury was up for an award, Eddie Hearn. Um, David Gower was there as uh, a co sort of author of an award. Uh, Barry Geraghty, the Grand National winner, won the first book of the evening. And you're just looking around, plus then the number of, you know, sports writers that are there, um, The Guardian, The Telegraph, anyone you can think of are there. And um, again, uh, James and I were looking around thinking, how did we end up here? How did two swans Because <laughs> it's a go? good book, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But having said that, Dave, um, you know, I suppose the people are looking around thinking, that's James Hook, that is. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Who's that with David Braley? Yeah. <laughs> uh, going yeah. going forward then, so um, the new one is published now. It's called Impact. Um 
So you've done your... Oh, oh what do you look like? There we are. <laughs> Terrific. I know to avoid disappointment. Avoid Absolutely. <laughs> and it looks lovely because you've got a, a uniform look between all the, the different books coming out, which is, which is great as well. So it's got its own style. Uh, but you've completed your deal now, so you, um, you're out of contract, boys. You're out of contract. <laughs> Who knows? Would you go for big money to an, a different publisher? Or you, well, no, I can't ask you that. But in, obviously, the, the world is your lobster, as someone once misspoke. Um, what, what are your plans? Are you, are you already writing book three? Is book three already done? No, we, we're not. We're not yet, Dave. We, but we, like you say, we've got we've got plans, and you know, we've mm. got ideas for books three and four if uh, if the options there. But uh, obviously, Pete, the publisher, was in the awards with us, and he was talking about uh, contracts for for books three and and, and beyond. So. Mm. Hopefully, yeah, we'll uh, just keep our phone on, Dave. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, James, um, you, you, you say you're involved in coaching at the moment. So, you know, like, yeah. what, what's a daily life like for you? Take the kids to school, I suppose. Leave Kim in uh, bed, having uh, having brought the toast and tea and all that, because obviously <laughs> you're a fantastic husband as well as dad. Um, what, what, what is a typical day like for you? Uh, well, no, because because I coach the academy. Um, we coach the the kids before they start school and, and college. So. I'm out of the house, out of the house by about quarter past six in the morning. Um, we start on the field then seven o'clock wow. in the morning, so we, we're there for a couple of hours, like I say, before they go to school and college, um, and, then, and then come home. Then, so I coach the university as well as the Ospreys have got a partnership with with the Osp- uh, with the Swans University. Sorry, so two of the coaches there go go down there and, and coach them. So yeah, it's, it's pretty busy, but uh, I, I'm enjoying it. Like I said, you know, since I finished playing, it keeps me involved in the rugby and. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good fun. Yeah, and and, and, and Dave, as well. yeah, Dave, are you up at half past six? Then you know, no, I, I wouldn't say half past six. No, um, I'm just turning <laughs> over half past six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting in. No, um, <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm focusing on getting back into schools. Uh, as you know, Mal, I, I for the last ten years or so now, I've been going into schools regularly to to do author visits and just inspire young people to read. You know, we can do writing workshops, which I love doing as well, but. I think reading is the key for everything that anyone yeah. wants to achieve in life, whether it's to become an author, policeman, footballer, even, you know, the, the amount of stuff footballers got to read and understand. And if you haven't got good reading skills, you're, you're going to miss out. So uh, that's what I love doing. And the pandemic has basically ended that overnight. So over the pandemic, I did a lot of Zoom stuff like this, but it's not the same. You don't get to, you know, really bond and and get your messages across. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing at the moment is is uh, setting up visits um, for after half term and then into the new year. And uh, hopefully, like everybody else, we can get back to normal and uh, mm. and to get rid of this uh, this horrible pandemic. Mm. I know. I we don't. We all have big dreams. All four of us, I think, we all have big dreams. Mm. Um, I keep on thinking it would be a great TV series, maybe or a cartoon mm. or a film. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do. It, it's it's again. You're probably guessing from the way I'm talking is that because this sort of stuff has come quite late in life for me. I I can't really believe it. So to dare to dream that that somebody is watching this and thinking, yeah, that's a good idea. But so many people that have read book one, and, and I know James has had the same as well. They've all said this would be a great film or, or, or series. Make sure you um, keep I mean, the film rights. Don't give them yeah. away until somebody oh. pays you. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. But yeah, that's the dream. And, and you know, it's called Chasing a Rugby Dream. So I think James and I are certainly chasing that dream. And uh, it just fits, you know. It, it, it's such a lovely story. And, and, it's a, and the, the key thing, and this was insistent from James at the start, we didn't just want it to be a book about a star kid getting success. 
you know, he wanted it to reflect the realities, which one week you have a bad game, the next week you're not picked. So mm. it, yeah. it's got that depth to it, we hope, anyway, that, um, that that people who make films and TV shows hopefully will will be attracted to. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, we, we Johnny, I think on behalf of the Mal and Johnny show, we wish you all the very best with the, with the yeah, continuing series. Yeah, I look forward to reading Impact. Impact, Impact. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, love yeah, to see you, boys. Um, yeah, all, all the best with the coaching, all the best with back, back in schools. And Johnny, keep, well, the thing is, with those tap dancing feet, you'd have been a great, wait, did you play any rugby just before we <laughs> go, did you? rugby as a kid but I, was, I used to get murdered I was only small there was a kid in my class called Vivian Tannen he was about six foot right. and he, I, he's thundering towards me I thought I'm going to get crushed here <laughs> what was what his name it? again? Vivian Tanner. Boys, you might think... use that in a future book. Vivian Tanner yeah. is, a good, is a good name. Six foot. You... I was in Floyndero School in my steg when I was a kid, and it, we used to play rugby. We had our own rugby pitch. In those days, you know, the things we used to have, you know, mm, yeah. our own rugby pitch in a school. Like, it was just well, secondary modern, you know. I think we can definitely thank Vivian Tanner for giving us Johnny Tudor, the tap dancer, rather than the, the prop <laughs> forward. Fantastic. All right, boys, congratulations, and uh, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from, from them. Yeah. That's it. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Well, 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 well,